the secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past nor to worry about the future, but to live the present moment wisely and earnestly. Buddha. Welcome to the first official episode of My Iridescent Life. I am so excited to be here right now. Like, I'm excited for today's episode. I'm excited just to be recording again. Like, goodness. Y'all, like these past couple months have just been, whoo, did I get like a shakeup? And it's not even like a shakeup. It's just like life just fucking happens, right? Life happens and life has no fucks for our plans. Like we could have all these cool plans and, you know, be excited for all of these things and be working on all these things and life don't care. Right. And we just kind of have to roll with the punches. And so I'm, I'm learning that life will throw punches regardless of what season I'm in or what is going on in my world. And it's just, it's just part of it. Right. Shit happens. Shit just happens and we don't get a say in what shit gets thrown our way, but we do get a say in how we respond to it. So for those of you who've been here for a minute, uh, you know that I, in May, I lost my grandmother. And so coming back from that, I've just, honestly, I've struggled. And I think that's something I haven't necessarily voiced at all but I've definitely struggled. And so today I want to talk about like, how do we go through the hard shit? I heard this sound a few months back, like right after I got back from New Mexico. Uh, and it was, I'm pretty sure it was on TikTok. And the guy said, if we don't enjoy how wonderful life is now, when will we? And we've, if you're on TikTok, we've all been there where like the algorithm you know, slaps us in the face with something that we needed to hear, even though we didn't want to hear it. And the next thing we know, we're sitting on the floor of the kitchen at 2 a.m. crying. And so, you know, when this this guy said that, it was so well-timed because I had that realization when I was in New Mexico. Not even like a, what am I doing with my life? It it was more of a, I got to just start enjoying life just freaking stop and look at all the flowers from time to time, kind of like epiphany, you know, and, and my aunt and uncle sort of had that same epiphany while we were there too. You know, I think we all kind of had this, you know, my, me and my aunt and my uncle all just kind of had this like reality hit that second day in, in New Mexico where we were just like, what is it all for? You work and you pay bills and you see family when you can and you see friends when you can. And at the end of the day, what is it all worth? Being present has always been a struggle for me. And as I've gone through like my own healing process and I'm I'm accepting that curveballs are a part of life. And I'm learning that regardless of what type of curveball I get thrown, that I can still enjoy the now amidst the curveballs. Like I'm, I'm learning to slow down finally. 
picture with me, like picture a small child. Like think about when you were like four, like three, four, five. Everything still had so much magic to it, didn't it? Everything still sparkled and glittered. Making friends was easier. Your imagination ran wild. You appreciated the world around you more. Like your stress levels weren't so high. You weren't overthinking things yet. You were open. Like everything was an opportunity to learn. You wanted to hear everybody's stories. You had this like beautiful, playful spirit. Everything was play, right? You could turn any space into a play space. Like I, I feel like we see kids act like this all the time. Kids just show up in the world and they, they, they see the world with this wonder and this magic. And at some point, we lose that. We see kids all the time operate and function as if they're in this fantasy land. It's like they're in these bubbles, right? And it causes them to instantly transport to a land where everything is the opposite, where your similarities matter more than your differences. Where people are people no matter how small, right? How tall they are, how they dress, what they believe, who they're crushing on. It's almost as if children have cracked this top secret code where they understand just how diverse a species humans are. And they get so fucking excited when they find similarities among themselves. It's like they understand that there are no two humans that are exactly alike inside and out. And they are just jazzed to find similarities. It sounds right, doesn't it? But that's not how the world operates, is it? And unfortunately, something changes as we grow. At some point, we lose our sparkle. And I think it's the shit that life throws at us. <laughs> That's not even I think. I know it is. At some point we lose our sparkle. And I think presence is the key. I think as we grow up, we learn how to be in attendance, but not necessarily how to be fully present. Because I think as we grow up and as life starts throwing shit at us, pain pushes us out of presence. Think about it. Kids are so present. They are in the now. And some of that is they don't have responsibilities and don't need to think outside of the now. So as we get older, we naturally will have wounds that sometimes we'll work through and sometimes we won't. So what happens when we don't work through the wounds and we're struggling to stay present? Life just starts to go faster, right? Have you thought about that? Like as you get older, time seemed to just go faster. The less present you became, the quicker the days go by. Have you ever caught your day? Have you ever caught yourself just scrolling on social media? Next thing you knew it, it was three days later, right? And then on the other side, have you ever found yourself on a day where you're just spending time with someone that you love, a friend, a partner, a family member? You're not on your devices and you're both just there and you're present with each other and suddenly the world just slows down for a moment, like just a frozen window in time. The unfortunate part is as adults, how many of us are really soaking in those moments? And, and honestly, maybe a better question is how many of those window moments are we even getting? 
you know, I look back at my life and I, I really didn't get a whole lot of those moments until fairly recently. And I really didn't get a lot of those moments because I allowed my trauma to keep me stuck outside of the present moment. I allowed my trauma to keep me in this chokehold of not being able to enjoy the now. And I want more of those slow down moments. I want more of those moments where I can just sit and I can just be present. I want that glare back. I want to live in a world where I see the beauty and I see the wonder again. And I, I see the unique, amazing features of each individual that I come across, just like as if I were a child again. And I think we all want that. So let's make that happen. So we're going to just kind of just be raw, like being present is scary for a lot of us. For people who who struggle to remain present, like their mind is either stuck in the past or the future. And so for, you know, people who are stuck in the past, like they're just, they're stuck in a season and they can't get out of that loop. And then we also see people who are stuck in the future where they're chasing this imaginary finish line. That one was me. I was constantly chasing an imaginary finish line, running from my past traumas, running from whatever was behind me, because I thought if I could get to the next season, then I'd be safe. If I could get to the next season, then I'd find peace. If I could get enough accolades, then I could finally, you know, rest and be happy and not have to worry all the time. That's just where I was. So for those of you who are little glitter bombs like me um, and who struggle to be present, uh, we're going to work through that together today, okay? Let's talk about the difference between um, being present and being mindful, okay? Because for a long time, I always thought they were kind of like one and the same because we know, like I say we know, but science shows that being present can reduce your stress, reduce anxiety. It's good for your brain. It's good for your body. It's, it's good for you all the way around. So for people, especially who are recovering from any kind of burnout or trauma or anything of that nature, being mindful and being present are extremely therapeutic. So we're going to look at the definition of mindfulness um, from that therapeutic technique. So mindfulness is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment. That is typically where people stop, but there's not a period there. There's actually a comma. So let's keep going. While calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. So being mindful is 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 multi-step. So so presence and mindfulness are not one and the same, but presence is the first step to mindfulness. And I think once we can get to that mindfulness part, that's where the crossover to healing happens. And and so when we're talking about this, really understanding it takes us including the full person, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. So first things first, how do we be present? There are two techniques that I use when I am struggling to be present. Let's say that I am just having a day, right? Let's say that I am just having a 
day. I am overstimulated. I am emotionally exhausted. I um, haven't eaten. Um, I, you know, there's all of these things that have not to be done because the day is going crazy for whatever reason. Let's say that a child threw up. Let's say that you know, everything at work is burning down. Let's say that I had a flat tire this morning and it's raining and I could only find my flip-flops to go out in. So like the day is just a horrid day. Okay. How do I come back and be present when I am overwhelmed beyond belief? The easiest way to come back and be present is to take some really deep grounding breaths. So breath work is something that I practice every single day. This is one is really, really good, especially if you are somebody who experiences any kind of panic attacks or anxiety attacks. I used to think that uh, breathing exercises sounded totally bogus for the longest time until I started to integrate them into my daily day. And now I do them all the time. So I want you to either sit somewhere, lay somewhere, somewhere where you can be comfortable, okay? If you're standing, make sure you're leaning up against something or have a hold of something so that way you're comfortable. Go ahead and close your eyes and you want to fill your lungs as much as possible and then you also want to expel as much air as possible from your lungs on each breath. So we're gonna push it to the max with this breathing exercise. So you're going to inhale for six counts, you're going to hold for three, and then you're going to exhale for nine counts. And you're going to repeat that process until you feel your body calm down. And as you're doing those deep breaths in, I want you to close your eyes and I want you just to feel a wave washing from your head all the way down to your feet and into the ground, okay? So let's do this together really quickly. Go ahead and get in a comfy position. I want you to exhale real quick. And then go ahead and inhale for one, two, three, four, five, six. Hold for two, three. Exhale for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine hold inhale do it for a few times ground back down feel all of those emotions just kind of going back down and come back to where you're at the other technique that i use and i do use this very regularly. This one is more for when my mind is busy. Um, The first, the breathing technique really helps when your body is overstimulated and you're just feeling frustrated and tense. Like it will help your body come back down to center. If you need your mind to come back down, uh, let's say you've had just like a lot going on. There's a lot of things happening, a lot of plates spinning. Um, you know, you're stressed about this, that, and the other. Life is currently taking a little shit on your parade at the moment. And, you know, there's all the things happening, right? And let's say like you're trying to sleep and your mind is just not shutting down. Or 
your mind is not shutting down and you are supposed to be playing with your kids right now, right? You need to be present here with your kids. So for either of those two types of situations, I do a three-minute brain dump. And in this three-minute brain dump, what you're going to do is you're going to grab a piece of paper and two different colored pens, preferably, okay? Grab your cell phone, set a three-minute timer. During that three minutes, I want you just to brain dump everything that is taking up space in your brain. No matter how small it is, no matter how big it is, no matter how silly it is, At the end of those three minutes, take the other colored pen. Anything that is on that list that is outside of your control gets scratched off. Anything that is on that list that's outside of your control gets scratched off. If you cannot control it, if you cannot change it, if you cannot move it or affect it in any way, shape, or form, it gets scratched off. Anything else that's left on that list gets added to a to-do list for you to prioritize at another day, whether that be tomorrow, whether that be later on in the day, but that way you have a list and you know exactly what you need to come back to. So you can tell your brain, hey brain, I know that you are trying to love me right now because by the way, when we're having a hard time putting all those things down and we're not able to stay present, that's our inner child screaming and, and, and overwhelmed and frustrated, right? So when you make that list, you're telling your inner child, I got this, I got you, I got us. I know exactly what I need to pick back up at this time. And you're going to set a time for you to come pick that up. Again, whether that be later in the day, tomorrow morning, whatever it needs to be. But you're going to tell yourself, I'm coming back to this and I'm going to take care of this. And then you actually do come back to this and you do take care of this. And then you slowly start building trust with yourself. And then you'll notice it's not as hard for your brain to start shutting that off and putting it down. You're going to, you're going to learn as you continue to do that, you're going to be rewiring your brain to be able to put those things down and to remain present. So that's how to be present, right? So the, the first piece of mindfulness was to focus your awareness on the present moment. Next is to calmly. Calmly acknowledge and accept my feelings, my thoughts, and my bodily sensations, right? So in order to do this, I think this is the part where where we learn how to heal. Because when we acknowledge and accept our feelings, when we acknowledge and accept our thoughts, when we acknowledge and accept how something impacted us, and we work through that, that's when we can start to heal. And the work through that is the is the acceptance part. <laughs> Acknowledge and accept. So so once we go from acknowledging to accepting, that transition is where we start to heal. And when we can heal and we can be kind of at peace with how we feel and how things affect us, when we can accept that truly, that's when cool shit starts to happen. This part includes a couple different things. First, you need to notice the feeling, right? Something's off. Then you need to allow the feeling, give it permission to show up, to actually show up, to not get pushed down or covered up. Um, Be open to the feeling. Name it. Okay. And if you can't name it, ask it questions until you can name it. Why am I feeling like this? What is causing me to feel this way? Why does that affect me in the way that it does? 
Ask it questions until you can name it. And then once you name it, sit with it. Sit with the feeling and love your inner child through that. Talk your inner child through that. You, it is, it is really great to have that inner dialogue of, I understand that you feel frustrated right now. Do not negate your feelings. Okay. Be with those feelings. Embrace those feelings because those feelings may, like whatever happened, whether it was intentional or unintentional, it caused you to feel some kind of way. So be okay with that. That's how it impacted you. Stay with that feeling, whether that's anger, grief, frustration. (laughs) Stay with that feeling until it changes. Stay with the feeling until it changes. And if, if you need to cry through that change, cry through that change. There have been many a nights where I have put on some sad girl music, grabbed a bottle of wine and sat my ass in the shower and just let it out. And sometimes we just have to do that. And then afterwards, offer yourself some compassion. Pick her up, dust her off, remind her that she's safe now. Then sit and reflect on the experience. Was there anything that you learned about yourself in that moment, working through those uncomfortable feelings as you acknowledged what was going on, as you acknowledged what you were feeling, thinking, experiencing? What have you learned? Now decide how you want to respond. Do you need to set a boundary or do you need to change your schedule? So, so here's the big question now. Now that we know how to be present and now that we know how to acknowledge and accept what we're feeling, thinking, and experiencing, how do we put those together into a daily mindful practice? Mindfulness has like nine rules or components to it, right? Non-judging. We're not going to judge ourselves or anyone around us, you know, having an attitude of non-judging, uh, an attitude of gratitude, a uh, posture of patience, uh, a beginner's mind, a teachable mind, having trust, not just trust in the process, but learning to trust yourself, learning to trust others, um, having an attitude of non-striving, uh, you know, having a posture of acceptance to you and the world around you, um, letting go when you need to, and generosity. And so when you practice true mindfulness, you're going to experience those nine aspects in some way, shape, or form every single day. If you're wanting like a quick and easy tool that you can just pop into your life and utilize that kind of helps walk you through this um, on a day-by-day basis and also helps you like dream and plan ahead, I have created a journal and planner combo. I'm a planner junkie and I've been wanting to create a like self-audit journal. And so I did. So a couple key components to the journal, there are monthly, weekly, and daily snapshots as far as the planner side goes. And then there are weekly mental health check-ins as well as daily physical check-ins, morning and evening prompts, as well as just like some journaling space, helping you create some ideas uh, moving forward. So if you're looking for a quick and easy tool, go check out the show notes. 
you know, I, I mentioned that the last couple months have been hard and they have been. It's I've been in this weird little funk and this cloud ever since my grandmother passed. And it's it's normal. I know that is. I know that it is. I know that it is. It, it, it's, it's also like, how do I... How do I process and grieve this normally and, and and in a healthy way while also not allowing myself to fall into a depression, you know, with with also not allowing me to spiral out and let my anxiety or whatever take over. And so coming back to, you know, exercises like these, like how to be present and how to do self audits, those types of things are the things that have really kept me grounded over the past few weeks. And while I haven't felt great, they've helped me stay stable. And I think that's the hardest part for us sometimes is sometimes we get into this, uh, like this negative loop, this negative cycle of something, you know, something really bad happened and a domino fell. And then we're just like, we're struggling to keep up with all of the things, right? And so that's where that's that's a big reason why I wanted to share today just kind of my own process of how do I go through the tough stuff. Just know that when you're going through hard stuff, what you need to focus on is what's happening right now. What's happening right now? And once you can get the right now taken care of, then you can start thinking about moving forward again. And that's the thing I think is hard for a lot of us to really come to terms. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to really just say, I just need to be in the now for a little bit. And that's where I have sat for a couple months now. I've just sat in the present. I'm finally getting to a point where I'm kind of building up some momentum again. I'm doing the self audits every single day. And it's not something that you, you don't just do it once and it feels good. Like it's something that you you know, as you continue to do self audits, it's one of those things that you just, you naturally start to think that way. And and so that's, that's the biggest benefit of having it all in a journal. Uh, I even, I benefit from it. Like I do all of these individual things and having it in the journal in one easy spot makes it so much easier for my brain just to kind of picture and pick up on little cues and hints. And think of it this way, a self audit isn't isn't going through and taking catalog of all the things that are going wrong in your life. It's taking catalog of your life. It's taking catalog of your day. What happened today and how did that make me feel? My hope is that regardless of what you've got going on in your life, that one of these techniques that I shared will help you be more present in your day-to-day life. If you're listening over on Spotify, I would love to hear your takeaways from the episode. Um, And if you're not on Spotify, you can absolutely send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear, you know, if you tried the techniques, how, how that impacted you, how that affected you, um, and, and just connect with you all the way around. As always, I'm rooting for you. You've got this.